Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker. And we appreciate you joining us here today as we get set to talk about some position battles that are going to be happening for the Tennessee Titans as they get set to head into training camp. And Denard, training camp starts next week on the 27th. We're right there. Football is going to be here very soon, less than a month away from the Titans' first preseason game on August the 13th, playing against the Falcons. I can feel it. It's in the air. I'm ready to watch this team take the field again. But before we get into all of that, I want to ask, do you believe? And Believe in Titans is presented by Bet Online. July is underway and a great month for sports. If you're into sports betting, Bet Online is where you should go to win money today. With the NBA Finals ending and the MLB heading into the second half of the season, there's plenty of betting action to get involved in. If you're a football better, there are tons of futures and props you can wager on as well. Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for your online sports betting needs. D, I was looking at it. I mean, they, they've got some odds out for the 2021 NFL MVP. If you had to take a guess, who is the favorite to win the MVP based on Bet Online's odds at the moment? Um, I'm going with uh, Tom Brady. He's actually tied for third. He's <laughs> wow. tied for he's tied for third with Matt Stafford at plus fourteen hundred. Apparently, the odds makers are thinking that Matt Stafford's going to have a rejuvenation in that line. Or sorry, no longer in the Lions' offense, but now that he is in the Rams' system with Sean McVay. That is going to be something. But the guy that they have at plus 350 at the moment, quarterback Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs, and he is followed by Josh Allen at plus 900. I mentioned tied at third. You got Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford at plus 1400. And then at plus 1600, you got Aaron Rodgers at fifth. The big question, though, is will Aaron Rodgers be playing for the Green Bay Packers this coming season? There's a lot there. Too much for us to dive into. But hey, you can check out all the odds on Bet Online. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off or pitch, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. D, how you doing, my friend? D, I'm doing great, man. It's a beautiful day. 
uh, been getting a lot of rain here down in North Texas. So I've been really uh, happy about that. No heat. And another thing, you know, big news out of the NFL, dude, did you hear about my man Cam Akers, the stud running back, turned his Achilles, so he's out for the season. So I would tell all those guys that are working out at other places, be very careful because <laughs> if you're not at the team's facility, that's on you. <laughs> the Rams just man, cannot – the Rams can't stay healthy at running back. Uh, you saw what happened when they had Todd Gurley there. Man, I kind of I kind of feel for him. Obviously, anytime like that, you sustain an injury right before the season, and you know it's one in which like you're not coming back at least for the upcoming year. So I'm with you. I wish him a speedy recovery. Hopefully, it's not too much of a process to get back to the speed and and just playing at the level he was because I mean he was kind of a a rising player for them, and obviously that's one less weapon for Matt Stafford and Sean McVay to use now. So it'll be interesting to see where they go with the running back position. But D, now that they're having a battle for the running back position that's that's one we're really not going to have to get into for the titans we know who the bell cow is there but i did want to say when you look at the titans backup running back we're thinking it's likely going to be darrington evans obviously he was injured for a good port a good portion of last season you did see a good bit of jeremy mcnichols deontay foreman came in in relief but the question at this point now is how much are they wanting to put on Derrick Henry? Because I, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Whenever I look at Derrick Henry, I'm like, guys, he's he's incredible. We understand what he what he can do. But it's like, if we're not having to rely on him, let's just load Ryan up. He's got the weapons. Less hits for Derrick to have to handle. And then just use him more come postseason time because we know that's what the Titans' bread and butter is going to be. So when you're looking at the running back position. I I do think Darrington Evans will ultimately win that backup position just because he is a different pace of play compared to what you have with Derrick Henry. But Jeremy McNichols ran pretty well at times last season. So I think you're kind of going to see Evans and McNichols battle it out to see who's going to get those reps. I do think at the end of the day, McNichols is making the roster. I know some people are kind of questioning that. And again, we training camp hasn't started, but just from what I've seen, some of the things that I've heard behind the scenes, I do think that McNichols is in line to go ahead and make this roster. And if he's he's not on it first game of the season, I expect to see him play running back at Titans for the Titans at some point this year. Special teams, D. Special teams. I keep telling, you know, special teams is the key. The more you can do, the better it is for you. That adds value to a team. So when you're looking at a quality backup, sometimes coaches – uh, what they want to see is can you contribute to that special teams? Because you know Derek's going to get the bulk of the carries. And But you also got to look at this, Debo, is the fact that what you don't want, if you're the Titans organization, uh, you don't want to run him down. I've seen that. That happened to Eddie George in his career. That's why he lasted nine years. It happened to the great Earl Campbell. We see how he's walking right now. He's barely able to walk he, without, he needs a cane. And a lot of that I attribute to um, a lot of those coaches running those guys into the ground. The more carry, carries for a running back, sometimes the worse it is for his body later on. So, yes, you do need a quality backup. That's why they went out last year and got Mr. Darrington Evans so he can come in and be a key contributor to help spill Derrick when the D train needs some, uh, not only rest, but sometimes we need, you need to get to the point because he's getting older. Okay. He's what 26 going into training camp this year. We know that for running back, usually around the age of 29, 
their value diminishes. You don't see a lot of running backs at the age of 30. So what you want to do to help prolong his career is get a quality backup. And that's what we're hoping for Derrickton Evans next year is to be that guy. Yeah, Dean, I'm going to stick with that, just transitioning from one Appalachian State player to another. How often do you do that in the NFL? We're just going to stay on the App State guys, right? App State, baby. Well, we're also talking about running the ball. Part of the reason the Titans' run game has been so well as of late is because we've had a really dominant offensive line. And we talked about this with Lucas last week. He said it was the one position battle he was really interested to see, especially from a starter standpoint. But who is getting that starting right tackle position? Is it going to be veteran free agent that the Titans brought over in Kendall Lamb, who's a guy who's been in the league since 2015 out of Appalachian State? Or is it going to be the newcomer, the rookie from North Dakota State, Dylan Redunds? And, you know, right now, Lucas said it, but I'm going to have to be in agreement with him right now. I think the veteran is going to get the spot early on. I would expect to see Dylan get in there and get some reps fairly frequently, though, because, I mean, if, if one tackle has to take a break or come off or injury or whatever reason, like Dylan's the next guy up at that position, whether it's right or left tackle. So, I mean, he's got to be ready to go at the drop of a hat. So that matchup, that battle right now is one is, that is unfolding do you have a, an opinion, D, there on who is going to be starting at right tackle come game one? You know, it just depends on really the chemistry that, you know, because you're bringing your four starters back, of course. And so you're bringing a, a quality uh, offensive line that basically blocked for the last two years for the NFL reigning NFL MVP rushing champion. So that one piece, you know, we saw Dan Quisenberry last year step in and did a phenomenal job. So you want to make sure you get it right. Now, Redunes, unfortunately, he's a rookie. So <laughs> what's going to happen is that when they when he gets that big old book with all of those blocking schemes, like all rookies when they first come in, his head is going to explode. That's what happens to us when we first get in a training camp. But if he can basically come in and learn that playbook early and he can show that same athleticism that he showed at North Dakota State, that same tenacity and that grit, you know what, if he's ready to go, you know, hey, put him in there, plug him in. If he gives you the best chance at being successful and really gelling with those other four players on the offensive line. So, you know, it's going to be an interesting battle. Um, Kendall Lamb last year, you know, he was, he's kind of like that backup. You know, he's been in the league for a while, but basically primarily as a backup role. So I'm anticipating probably they're going to go with Lamb just to start off with, but you could see the rookie in there very soon and probably at the end of training camp or the, the beginning of the season. It's just his ability to come in and learn that playbook. Yeah, you'll definitely get a lot of them in the preseason, I believe. And when you look over on the left side with Taylor Lewan still coming off of that knee injury, is that a situation in which Dylan's been able to step up and get a lot more reps than you would say he normally would have just with Taylor coming back from that injury and the team not wanting to push him too far too fast? Because, as we know, I mean, having that solid, dominant play from your left tackle who has been a, a guy that's been one of the best left tackles in the league at this point in his career, it's it's one of those things like you definitely want him back and you don't want to rush him to a point to where you risk possibly having a, a re-injury. So, again, I think the Titans, them and their training staff, going to play that one smart. And so that's just going to allow more reps for the guys on the back half of that roster trying to make make the team and just more playing time when you're looking at the tackle position for the Titans. Now, 
Yeah, you remember when we was talking about versatility adds value, like the more you can do. You know, when I when I think about Tosh Sombreo, when I think about Dennis Kelly, you know, one of the things I love about them is that you can mismatch them. You can move them all around the line. You can put them at guard. You can put them at tackle. That adds value to your line. So if, listen, if Kendall can come in and play the way that he played at, you know, at Cleveland last year, because he was a quality backup, you know, he might be that missing part for that offensive line. It just depends on really where you fit in because I'm not anticipating Taylor playing a lot this preseason. So that's just going to give more reps for guys, players like Dylan to come in, uh, not only to contribute, but to learn. So the more you can do, the better it is for you as a player. Well, D, you mentioned versatility. And during the offseason practices, Dylan was running at or playing some guard during those practices. He's showing them that it's like, you know what, I'm not just a tackle. I can I can slide right. around. You can move me where you need to be. I can fill in, be a team player, especially early on whenever you are looking at a lot of guys that have already solidified their spot as a starter for the Titans offensive line unit. But D, yeah, you so, know Taylor got to start. He signed that billion-dollar yeah, <laughs> contract yeah, yeah, couple for, for years For that ago. money, as long as you're healthy, yeah, you're going to be out there. Exactly. Uh, speaking of the offensive line, I know we started this with the running back blocking for them, but also whenever it comes to protecting the quarterback, that's a thing too. And right now, and last position as it relates to the offense to get into, but what are the Titans going to do about that backup quarterback position? Because, D, as you know, a team can only go as far as that quarterback can take them. And while Ryan has played lights out since gaining that starting position here during his time as a Titan, if he were to go down or have to miss some playing time, who's able to step up and provide quality snaps for this team? Because when you look at Deshaun Kaiser, he's a guy that the Titans brought in last year, was on the practice squad some. During his time as a starter in Cleveland, he didn't win a game. I believe he was 0-15. And yes. while that's not, all on him, it's not all on him. No, it's not. Still not a pretty sight. It's kind of, I mean, I kind of go back and I think about it. It's like Zach Mettenberger never won yeah. his starts oh, no. whenever he was here for the Titans. And so it's yeah. like that, you never really saw anything. You never saw him do anything after his stint here in Tennessee. So it's like, is is Deshaun Kaiser in that same position? Will he have an opportunity to win that backup position because with Logan Woodside, even though we hear that the coaching staff likes him, we've not seen him play much because last year we didn't get the preseason. I mean, he got a few snaps here and there for like taking a knee and in some garbage time for the Titans last year. But I just have not seen anything from actual game footage to make me feel good about either one of these quarterbacks having to come in. God forbid Ryan has to take a step back and is on the sidelines for a while. Yeah, D, you know what? I was thinking about this this um, this battle at uh, quarterback this year, and I, I just was restless because I was thinking about last year. I was thinking about Baltimore and Kansas City when they played last year, and Lamar went out with that injury, and all of a sudden they plug in who? Tyler Huntley. Could you imagine if Tyler Huntley would have played against Tennessee last year in that divisional round? We probably would have won that game you know, because Lamar just went off. But it's just to show you how valuable that backup quarterback position is. You got to understand that the most important position in the National Football League is not your starting quarterback. It's your backup. And I'm always talking about that. There's a, it's called the inevitable in the National Football League. Somebody's going to go down. 
Somebody is going to get hurt. We saw that at Philly with Carson Wentz. Now Jalen Hurt steps in. Now he's the man. And when I was going back, D, I kept thinking about the backups. And we keep talking about that. And listen, let me just give you a few teams. And what comes to mind when I tell you these names? I'm just going to give you a few names. Okay, go, go AJ McCarron, Geno Smith, Blaine Gabbert, Joe Flacco, my man. Chase Daniels, I was just in Southlake about a few hours ago. I was getting back to Dallas. I was out in Southlake, uh, near Southlake Carroll High School, where Chase Daniels went to school. Think about last year. Kansas City, they don't go to the Super Bowl if their backup, Chad Henning, doesn't step in and play lights out against Cleveland last year. Absolutely a great game by the 13th-year veteran. Now he's going into his 14th season out of Michigan. And Marcus, former Titan, Marcus Mariota, I'm not going to say Las Vegas because I can't, I don't, I can't get the Las Vegas part. I can't get that going. I can't, I'm just, I'm still saying Oakland, Los Angeles, Oakland, Los Angeles. I can't get Las Vegas, but think about those names. What do these guys have in common? When you ask me that, the way you're starting with it, it's just like, okay, it's whatever. But then you get to Joe Flacco and I'm like, well, Joe Flacco's at least had some quality playing time during his career. I mean, he's got a Super Bowl ring for yes. and an, an MVP award for the yes. Super Bowl as well. Ten so years for the Ravens. All the other guys just kind of strike me as career backups outside of Marcus. And I know Chad had a little bit of a stint as a starter, but experience Debo. I love when you look confused. Experience. Well, I just don't know why you're throwing AJ McCarron in. There, I know. Okay? Well, don't, don't, <laughs> hey, don't you hate on AJ? I knew you was gonna go there. I knew that's why I brought up AJ. I knew it. I knew it. I knew you are an Alabama hater. Oh, I'm not an Alabama hater. I respect. I'm not even gonna, respect I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go there. I knew you was gonna say that about AJ. You better stop talking about AJ. He's got a gorgeous wife. But matter of fact, they always they were. Yeah, I'm still her surprised about that with play. that that tattoo he's got on his chest. I don't. I don't, I don't that's, that <laughs> hey, one just strikes Brent me. Musburger, Hey, do you remember what a TV, what a, the great Brent Musburger did a whole basically? Oh, wait, she Miss Alabama? Was. <laughs> yeah, like she was like Miss Alabama or something. She, she was absolutely beautiful. She's beautiful. But I mean, like, I don't know. Like, you kind of just threw me for a loop there because no Alabama quarterback. I, I, like, what? Like, who's the last Alabama quarterback to be successful in the NFL? Oh, the question, man, question marks are out on Tua. I mean, Mac Jones yeah. is going into his rookie year. And like, all the well, other guys are just, are, we'll, we'll see. But you listen to guys that, I mean, they're, they're primed to step up if something were to happen. And when you look at it, what you see is veterans. We talk about Marcus. We, we, always, we, we always talk about what, what Ron is doing here in Tennessee now is what we envision Marcus doing. You know, he was supposed to be that $100 million quarterback. He was supposed to, when he was drafted out of Oregon, be that $100 million, the franchise quarterback. That didn't happen. But ever since he's gone to Las Vegas, you're talking about a beautiful relationship. You're talking about Marcus Mariota and Derek Carr. Beautiful relationship. But then you look at Patrick Mahomes, the $500 million quarterback. Last year, he went down with a concussion in the playoffs. But boy, we saw that savvy bet going into his 14th, 14th year out of Michigan, Chad Henney. Stepped in and played lights out against the Browns. And that was one of, that was a great, great championship game. But then you look at guys like Chase Daniels. And I believe that's what's going on here in Nashville. You got an inexperienced quarterback in Logan. Now you bring in Deshaun Kaiser, who I know that he's going into his fifth year. He hasn't had much success. But you know what? 
when he was drafted in 2017 with the Cleveland Browns, that wasn't his fault. He inherited a mess out in Cleveland. Hugh Jackson, yeah, you know, they had Mike Pettin, who just got fired. Hugh Jackson comes in. He was the offensive coordinator. Then he got fired in 2018. So he just he really went into a system where I don't think any quarterback could have prospered. So now he's in Tennessee. He has a chance to really galvanize his career, being around a bunch of great players. So I'm super excited about Deshaun. But, D, this is going to be one matchup that we both need to watch very closely. Yeah, and that's why I'm really happy about getting some preseason games because I don't expect them to have Ryan out there hardly any just oh, no. due to the fact that if he does go down, like there's so much inexperience. But, too, it's just battling out for this position. And I'm I'm not going to put it past them to try to bring in somebody else and see if they can do anything because, like you said, with the inexperience of this position as it relates to the, where the Titans are, another body that's possibly able to go out there and compete it's not going to hurt anything, and so you got to make sure you get the best possible backup on the off chance Ryan does go down. So I don't know. That's that's by far my favorite battle to watch this this preseason. It's just going to be who's going to be that backup quarterback. And if it is Logan, if he continues there, it's like are we at least seeing some strides? Now, granted, we didn't get a preseason last year, so we didn't really get to watch him any. But is that a position to where after preseason, pray it never happens, but if Ryan were to go down – would I feel somewhat confident in the backup coming in for the Titans in relief of Ryan Tannehill if that were to be what we have to go through? Well, you know what? There's one coach who's got some uh he's got a tough job going into the training camp, and that's Pat O'Hara, Coach O'Hara, the quarterback's coach. He's gonna have a lot to say about that, you know, because that's where your your coaches, your position coaches, that's when they coach, okay? And he probably has to be the one to make that decision. You know, if you're Todd Downing, you're saying, he's thinking like you. He's thinking like me. What happens? What if? We don't know. I've always said, expect the unexpected. Yeah, we don't want our starting quarterback to get hurt. Las Vegas didn't want their starting quarterback, Derek Carr, to get hurt last year, but he did. But you didn't see a drop-off when Marcus came in the game. And that's what you're looking for. You know, it's like Tom Brady. No, we're not anticipating him going down. But you got to understand this. If you're Blaine Gabbard, he's a savvy veteran. He's a he's a leader. He's been a starter quarterback in this league for a long time. And when Bruce Arians, if Tom Brady goes down, you know, if he brings in Blaine Gabbard, he doesn't want a drop off. He wants you to continue to play once the offense rolling like they were, you know, or however they were playing. Well, Titans fans, if Tom Brady were to go down and Blaine Gabbard steps up, Titans fans know very well that Blaine Gabbard is not capable of that moment. I knew you said hate on Blaine Gabbard. And that it's week all about seventeen the game, <laughs> I, was, I was at that game week seventeen, and I still, I, I yeah, man, I, I don't want to get started. It's cold, just playing for an opportunity to go to the playoffs. I got the word that Marcus wasn't going to be able to start. Sad. I don't well, know. We're they're, not going to. We're not going to reminisce there. We're going. We're going to go yeah. ahead while before I, I get into my uh, my own. Yes. Field, we're going to transition to the defensive side of the ball, and really for the front seven as it relates to some position battles. Not any of note worth really talking about. We we kind of have an idea of who's likely to be be there, but the question is really about the secondary. And it's just because we've had to bring in so many different guys for the cornerback position. We know that they moved on from Kenny Baccaro, so Imani Hooker, all indications are he is going to be starting at the free safety position. But is this a backup battle to where now who's that number three safety? And that's a question that I think is one worth having because 
we know that Amani was the number three guy last year, and he really stepped up in some moments and played big. So it's like if Amani were to have to go out for a bit or Kevin were to have to go out, like what is that backup situation looking like? Well, it's going to depend on who can play special teams. I mean, do you go with, you know, what Dane's been here since 2018, Dane Krushank, and then you bring in Matthias Farley, who's a special teamer. It might come down to the one player that can give us the best chance at playing special teams. I saw that happen back in actually 1999. Uh, the Titans had that situation. You remember, uh, so back in 1999, the Titans had Blaine Bishop, who was the starting strong safety. And then behind him was Renee Stewart, who had been here. He was, uh, he came in in 1996 from Northern Arizona. He backed up Blaine. What happened? Uh, with that situation was in 1999, we end an undrafted free agent by the name of Perry Phoenix comes in and out of Southern Mississippi. And then the team was sold on Renee Stewart being, who's now a coach in the National Football League, Renee Stewart being the black backup to Blaine, who actually Blaine had gotten hurt in 1997. And Renee Stewart stepped in and played a phenomenal role and, and, and a great job. And he plays special teams. The problem was by 1999, Perry Phoenix steps in out of Southern Mississippi, an undrafted free agent. He comes in and played lights out on special teams. I mean, kickoff, you know, punt return, uh, punt unit. He was like on making every play. And so the decision was who, who, who do you want to keep to back up a Pro Bowl safety? They went with Perry Phoenix over the veteran Renee Stewart. So we can see the same thing uh, this year. It might come down to Coach Craig Ackerman having to make that decision. Like, who gives me depth at uh, playing special teams? Because you got to understand, in the National Football League, it's about three phases. Offense, defense, and special teams. To me, special teams is just as important as any other position on the field. We saw, we were last year, we kept talking about the special teams. We were so hot. After that Colts game, we would talk about some of the blunders that the special teams made. So that is a key, is special teams. So Coach Craig Ackerman, he will probably have the final say-so as to which player. Is it Krushank or Farley? That who gives him the best chance to make plays on special teams? I definitely see one of those guys landing that spot. Uh, there's a chance they both end up making the roster. I don't think that's extremely likely. But I know that Crook has played a pretty vital role in special teams the last couple of seasons. And so... Is that something to where he's still been playing at a high level and the team thinks, all right, we're going to give it a go and maybe have him in line to play some more actual snaps on defense? Again, once we get into training camp, some of that stuff will start to sort itself out. We'll get a better answer. And then at the cornerback position to kind of wrap things up, man, like this this entire unit's new. You get, and I, I still say that because like even with Christian Fulton, you didn't get to see a ton of him last year. It wasn't like he was always out there. And so, you got Janoris Jenkins coming in. We know they've drafted Caleb Farley. Is he healthy? Is he able to go? Elijah Molden, another rookie coming in. And then Fulton, who didn't get to play a ton last year. You add him into the mix. Breon Borders is still there. And Chris Jackson, also some guys that are kind of battling for some position. Like, how many corners is this team going to take? Who's just going to rise above the rest and solidify themselves as starters at this point? Yeah, that's going to be, that's tough because every team is different. You know, some teams will carry X amount of guys. It just depends on the coaches, you know, and it just depends on Coach Vrabel and Coach Bowen. They have a tough decision to make as far as who's going to be that fourth or fifth corner. But in the National Football League, coaches will always tell young players this is that 
the way that you make the squad, if you're not a starter, is you have to show off on special teams. So Chris Jackson, Breon Borders, hey, they bringing in a, a savvy veteran, the Jackrabbits coming in. You know, he's not just coming in from insurance policy. So we haven't talked about Janoris, but Janoris has been in this league for a long time. And when you've been able to play this game at a high level, you know what? He could easily step in and be the starter cornerback. Oh, going no, into I've, camp, I've, I've already penciled him in as a starter. In my mind, he's, yeah. he's definitely starting. But again, you got Caleb, you know, your number 22 draft pick this past year out of Virginia Tech, the man that you're you're basically anticipating him coming in and actually winning a position. You don't take a guy in the first round to sit. You When you draft the first rounder, you're bringing him in right now to start. And then Christian, he was banged up last year. We didn't see a lot of him. You know, he went down with COVID last year, unfortunately. So they got a lot of question marks at the cornerback position about how many guys are we going to carry into the season because you can only carry so many, you know, and that just depends on the coaching staff. So I'm anxious to see. I love both Breon and Chris. They're just young. They're just so young, and that's it. And when you're young, the way that you make a club is by making plays on special teams. I know it's like our listeners probably said, no, you keep saying special teams. Davey, the way you make it, the way you make it in this league is on special teams. There's guys that have played 15-some years in the National Football League playing special teams. They always Coaches always tell you this. Make sure you and that special team coach, y'all are hip to hip, and make sure that y'all become really good friends because he might be the key to you having a job in the National Football League. No, it's very true, especially on that back half of the roster. I mean, there's, there's no argument from me on that part. And, again, I'm just anxious. I, I know as it relates to special teams, though, one of the things, and I'd like to get a, a coach's thoughts on this, but with the kickoff game changing so much just due to the concussion issue, how much is that factoring into those decisions as far as, like, well, this guy's really great on kickoff return and, and on uh, kickoff coverage, but maybe he's lacking in punt return and punt coverage, but it seems as though the way the game is trending, feel as though we need to put more emphasis in the punting game than we do in just on kickoffs because our guy's able to get a touchback every single time. But D before we go anything else for our listeners because i mean this is something we're we're getting training camp starting next week we're going to be able to follow along on these storylines we're going to be able to keep you all updated and have some news as it relates to actual practices and camps happening football's back you know hey <laughs> next week it starts up everybody's been just you know asking me all kinds of questions i'm like please leave me alone it will start next week i'll say this d is you know it's it's a new year. It's a new time. And of course, with the new year and a new time comes new possibilities. And I'm just excited about this team heading into the 2021 season. And I'm excited all the pieces that they have uh, in place. And I'm looking forward to seeing how this team progresses this year, because if they progress in the right direction, I'm, I would love to take a trip out to Inglewood, California and see that beautiful new stadium. And I hope that, at least in my eyes, that the Titans are representing the AFC in this year's Super Bowl. I would love to see it, my friend. I would love to see it. But, hey, we got a long ways to go and a lot yeah. of football to cover before we get there. But that is going to do it for us today. For Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. We appreciate you joining us here on Believe in Titans, presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. 
If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at BelieveTitans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.